Welcome back, everyone, to episode 13 of the 3F podcast, Family, Fitness, and Finance. As always, your host, TJ, with both co-hosts here today, Dad, aka Jason, and basic white bitch, Jeff. (laughs) And the reason we're calling him basic white bitch, as we start off or sometimes end, what is everyone drinking today? Jeff, you can start. Uh, well, you see, today I have a caramel macchiato from Starbucks with, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, coconut milk? Coconut milk. You got to get the coconut milk. It has to be dairy-free. We care about the cows, okay? Show me the nipple on a coconut. Go say, get out of my head. Where's the nipple on that coconut? <laughs> uh, well, I can't make too much fun. I was at Ross today, and I got this sparkling peach water, and the name of the company is Petal. So I can't make too much fun because I'm drinking a pint of drink. <laughs> Dad, do you want to make us a little masculine? Uh, yeah, I'm just a generic white guy, sweet tea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay to touch into your feminine side sometimes, man. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I got you. <laughs> uh, so I will say this. On the topic of drinks, before we get into today's episode, uh, Dad made fun of me for drinking black coffee a few weeks ago. And I made fun of him because all he drinks is like margarita and mixed drink flavored bangs and rains. So before he can try to act all high margarita. and mighty, whatever fl- white gummy bear rains. Oh, no, white gummy bears the only rain I like. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't even you, like gummy bears. <laughs> you, you make fun of me for drinking black coffee and you'll over here drink some fruity flavor. Drinking black coffee. <laughs> but so today... And it doesn't have anything to do with black coffee. We are going to talk about advice to young people, more particular men, because that is somewhere that we can give more advice on. This is going to be a lot of stuff that for personally was said to me from my dad and people around me or stuff that would be advice for someone younger than me. So uh, we want to start with some of the, the hardest one, I think, would be family, the advice on how to have a good family life to, to, like I said, and more in particularly young men, but anyone can take anything away from these episodes. And uh, I want to start with a very broad thing personally, which is to, to have a good family. It's not always your blood. You know, Jeff is an extension of my family and we didn't meet until three years ago. You know, we, by no means do we have any blood relation, but reaching out to people to let them know that you appreciate them. You want to talk about building long-term relationships, to have those lifelong friends, being able to move away from somebody like Jeff and I have. And once a month, once every two, three months, even on a birthday, once a year, just reach out. Hey man, hope you're doing okay. Love you. Miss you. And you know, that, that friendship side is an extension of family, you know, like how Jeff, how often have you tried to reach out to somebody or maybe you forgot about something and somebody just hit you a random message and made you remember them dude i do that all the time i like um one of those things is like when they say blood is thicker than water that's absolutely freaking bs because some of the best family members i have have are my friends um you and a lot of and some other guys are are definitely like brothers to me and we are in more contact than family um so that's that you get, like I said, you guys are just like brothers to me, but, but yeah, dude, um, you reach out for birthdays, reach out. Hey, how's, how's the wife? How's the kiddo? I see you on Instagram comments on the stuff. We're always sending each other videos, pictures, freaking always. 
Hey, what are you reading? What are you doing? You're doing this, you're doing that. How 75 hard, always holding each other accountable. So I, and that's super important. That's how you keep a strong relationship and with other friends, just a happy birthday. Like you said, how you doing? Just a freaking meme on Instagram and the, Hey, how's everything been so far? Like that's super important. Um, yeah, you guys are definitely the type of friends where it's like, if we don't have to talk for a couple of weeks, a month, but when we do, we, it, it's like, we never stop talking. It's like, you never moved away. Yeah. And I mean, I know growing up, I know you're about to say something, dad. No, go ahead. I'll say growing up, you know, I have how many uncles and how many family occasions that we have. And I found out, oh, I'm not even related to this person because of you. <laughs> I mean, we, we do have a big family though, the of blood, um, yes. you know, I mean, just, uh, the, the one side of the family when, you know, parents and grandparents and all alive, you know, you're talking 15, 20 years ago, our family get togethers were 35 to 50 people. That was all family. That wasn't friends or, yeah. you know, extended. Um, of course, over time, unfortunately, that has, uh, has dwindled in numbers. Um, but, you know, what I was going to touch on a little bit of what Jeff said is that, uh, you know, close friends are family, just like you both brought up, but not to speak on everybody's cases, but a lot of times the out of sight, out of mind kicks in. So, you know, as you get older, you move away, you two join the military, you're living in different states, living different lives. Um, Your family just doesn't keep in touch with you as much. Uh, You know, case in point, your older brother. Um, You know, I don't talk to him that much because he's got his own family. You know, he's married, he has his own kids, he's got his own career. Um, You know, we still do talk every couple of weeks or couple of months. Um, and we pick up right where we left off, but, uh, uh, it's more of, I talk just to check, let, you know, let them know whether it is a son or, you know, my best friends and, or whoever that, uh, yeah, hey, you know, I love you. I think about you and I uh, hope all's well. And of course, if you need something, I'm always here. Um, I have a very small group of friends. Um, but I know the ones that I do call friends will be there for me no matter what I can call them three o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, you know, my freaking pipes burst in my house in 30, 45 minutes. They're knocking on my door. What do I need to do? Um, I can probably tell you 90% of people's families out there would not do that. They'd probably laugh at you, you know, send me some pics, you know, how much poop's floating in your basement and stuff like that. But uh, um, when you find friends that you can pull in that close, those are the ones you want to keep around for a long time. And it's very hard to find those kind of people. Yeah. And I think you made a real, like a real important thing of like, like you said, you know, 10, 20 years, our family uh, get togethers, you know, like the, the reunions that we used to hold have gotten smaller and smaller and it's because people have passed away. And, you know, I feel like there's always a big thing of regret, you know, maybe Jeff and I don't think about it because we're in our twenties, but you know, what if I had said one more, like one more letter, one more call, one more email to -hmm. this person. But now I, I can't again, and you know, I don't want to get it like you know very somber. But yeah. you know, just, just once a month, like, put it on the fifth of every month. Put it on your phone and be like, text people. That's all it has to say on your phone. And you're like, all right, cool. Let me scroll through. All right, I missed that guy. I missed that guy. I missed that girl. Just say, hey, you know, you're doing great. Just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you, like you said. And yeah. you won't have a lot of those regrets later. You know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road when you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and people are passing away. Yep. So, you know, do you want to talk about... It goes both ways, too, because sometimes, even though you do make that note and you make that effort to, you know, contact that person, say, hey, how you been? Um, hey, thanks for catching on. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, you start to feel that it's one-sided, whether it's a family member or a friend, somebody you went to high school with, somebody you worked with at your previous job, um, you know, or in your case, somebody you uh, worked with at a previous base before you got, you know, relocated. Um, you know, but they don't reciprocate. You know, they don't reach out to you on your birthday or on Christmas or something like that. Or, you know, they don't respond to your you know, Instagram or Facebook or any kind of social media posts like, oh, congratulations on the new kid or congratulations on the on the, uh, on the promotion. Um, you know, you kind of kind of decide yourself. Do I really need to keep putting forth this effort on my part and all this energy to keep this friendship going when I, you know, I feel that I'm the only one who really wants to stay friends with somebody? Um, not to say that that person doesn't care, but it just might be their life's too busy, what have you. But uh, you know, don't feel you have to communicate with everybody you've ever met in your entire life for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody has enough time and energy to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially for like the military listeners, you know, like, like Jeff and myself, you know, how many people do I meet on a you know, weekly basis than you interact with? Uh, I feel like definitely for sure select because there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's people I know from Delaware yeah. that I, I hope they do well, but I'm not going to message them. Yep. Like I'm not going to go out of my way, but there, there's that like five to 10 people that I want to check on, you know, like both Jeff's obviously, you know, you and other Jeff, you know, some of the guys that I, I helped train that came in when they were 18 guys that like, I helped teach how to drive. Yeah, you know, we had this connection. You have people that you've made an impact on or have made an impact on you are the ones that, you know, that you feel are going to be closer to you. you. It's worth the effort to communicate with them because again, it's made an impact on your life or vice versa. Yeah. For, yeah. As far as the military side goes, like even when we got deployed uh, during my deployment, I made some good friends and I still talk to a few of them and I'm going to this guy's wedding next year when he comes back. So, you know, congrats to him and we're going to have a great time and we keep in touch and we always check up on each other. You know, I hold him accountable. He holds me accountable too. Um, and it's, and it's just good to know that you always, you know, we, we struggled out there. We built a relationship out there and, you know, I'm making my exit from the military and he's going to stay in, but it's always good to know that you have somebody that's checking up on you that cares about you because sometimes this military lifestyle can get pretty lonely. Um, yeah. especially when you're in countries like Korea or you're deployed and you're just kind of, you know, you're minding your own business. The loneliness does kind of set in a little bit. So it's always good to check up on your buddies, people you care about. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe more on the military side and maybe we don't go too crazy in it, but you know, I just, I just left Delaware and came to Charleston. And luckily I had two or three people that I'd stayed in contact with even minimally. And I was able to pick up where I left off. So I wasn't uh, like, you know, isolated as soon as I got here, I had a little something to like get into a, a social setting as soon as I got here. So being able, because you were able to keep that, if you go somewhere and you know one person there, now you're not on, you know, level zero again, trying to make good friends or trying to make a connection with somebody. You have had that because you took once, it uh, took 10 minutes once every few months to like, all right, what was their last name? Cool, gonna send them a message, right. you know? So that, that can definitely help with feeling like you have somewhere to be when you get stuck in a new area. Um, and you know, on that, uh, I would say big thing is like practice gratitude for what you have. It's another big thing. If you want to talk about having a good family life, having, even if you're a single person, having a good relationship with those the friends and people around you, if you're not grateful for what you have, you can want more, you can want better, you can strive for more, but appreciate some of the little things in your life. Now you're not going to appreciate the things later. 
Yeah, true. So appreciate the friends you have now because you don't know when they're going to leave. You don't know when they're going to deploy. You don't know when you're going to leave or deploy. You don't know if, you know, dad, you don't know when me or Russ are going to move. Yep. You know, how, how long am I going to be in the Carolinas for? That, you know, two or three hours away from you. How am I long going to, how long is I going to be in Delaware with Jeff? You're so true. be grateful for the times that we have and what we have so we, we can have this, this baseline of, being happy with who's around us. Cause if you don't appreciate what you have, and if it's like a little two bedroom, one, you know, two bed, one bath apartment with two kids, but you got a car that runs and you know, you're going to go somewhere, but you, you just working towards it. If you're not grateful for at least having like their family together in a car that runs, you're not going to appreciate when you've got the four bed, two bath and the nicer car that you've got a $500 payment on. Yeah. You're always going to think it's not good enough. You know what? I'm not grateful that you moved. Okay. I'm going to kind of deviate here for a minute. Um, it's kind of like a friends based thing, but it's a question I got for you, Jeff. Um, I sent it to TJ a couple of days ago, but uh, I think it was a, um, a gentleman from Texas who has put up a bill to bring back military who refused a shot and were forced out. Mm. Would you consider going back in if they gave you the option? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, they not we have to expand on this. I was just asking, I guess, as a friend to find out, you know, how you felt about that. I know it was kind of a bad taste in your mouth, but no, for sure. It was the whole experience was a very bad taste in your mouth. Um, in my mouth anyway, that this sounds so weird saying that <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, no, it, it left me, it left me kind of bitter because I did my absolute best to you know, please my superiors, busted my ass, worked long hours, showed up early, left late, promoted quickly. Um, I did everything I was asked, never got a single piece of paperwork, always acknowledged, always liked, did, I did everything. I did everything I could. I was going to, I had a plan for my six years and I was debating whether I was going to get out in my six years or continue going based off of the trajectory I was hitting. Yeah. But the level of treatment that you once you start, once, once you say no to something like that and everybody else is kind of accepting it. And, um, when you think differently like that, and, and you're kind of standing up against something like that, the level of treatment that you get is different. And if for some reason I have a different belief and I'm not accepted for that, that, that leaves you very bitter because Thank these you are people you thought, yeah, these are people you thought cared about you. These are people you thought you cared about that you took so seriously, but when the moment comes that you have a differing in opinion or something negative happens, they're not there for you. Um, now, some people were a good amount of people were, but as far as like the higher level and leadership goes, man, it, the per, the personal side left, left the building. So um, I wouldn't consider coming back. I don't blame anybody that would consider it because air force was a good life. You made good money. If you worked your butt off, you had a nice upward trajectory. And if you got lucky and had good leadership, even better. So, um, yeah, I don't blame anybody for going back because a lot of people that are getting out were higher up. They were almost at their 20, 25 year. They were people with families that are going to be struggling now. So if you're listening to this and you this goes through and you go back, like, dude, good on you. But for me, 
I think it's time that I move on with my life because I've already accepted what's happened and I'm ready to move on. I'm excited to move on. That's good. Yeah. Well, for legal reasons, I am Norway in the situation. I am, <laughs> I am impartial. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of touched on it like you you appreciate what you had while you were in. Yep. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. have the, you have this t- negative taste in your mouth. You know, you, you have this right now. You're, you know, you're you're getting out of the military in a few weeks. So you have the right to speak on this, but, you know, obviously it's a bad taste in your mouth after, you know, building all these relationships, building all these things that you were grateful for and that you worked for, but it kind of got taken from you for something that seems menial. Well, I can't blame the air force. I did make a choice, right? We all have a choice. I made my decision. I made my choice. And, you know, when you make your bed, you sleep in it. You just have to be confident in your decision and you can't act like a victim after it's all said and done. Like for me, like I made my decision, you know, my religious accommodation didn't go through, you know, they offered me a way. I was blessed enough that they offered me a way out instead of just giving me the boot. But at the end of the day, I made my decision, made my bed, got sleep in it, kind of move forward. And I just have to get excited for things to come because I am a religious man. And I believe that when one door closes, another one opens. Yep. Things do, do happen for you, not to you. Yeah, no, I was gonna say you got uh, you got a lot a lot of life in front of you and a lot of experiences to come. So, um, yeah. you know, just it's it's one experience in life, and uh, you know what's what's to come or what's to be next. There's uh, no telling, but it is what we make it. So, right. I think attitude and mindset is everything. Yep, it's everything. That's that's a great thing and. Something I, I have this written down for something I want to talk about. You know, you've always had a passion for, you know, like Jeff, as far as like investing in insurance in that world. And my next point was going to be find your passion. And that may be something that you're possibly getting into in Florida. Right. Yeah. So I got a couple opportunities offered up and both are in the financial slash insurance side of things. And one, because I like to help people, I see that as a way for me to contribute and help. And two, great upward trajectory, great income. Um, so it, it's a good foot in the door. And then I can just continue to expand from there. But I do want to get into the financial side of, of things, life insurance, uh, um, annuities, all kinds of things, finance. I, I definitely, that's something that really interests me. And I see my opportunity and I'm taking it. So now, are you offered a job down there in these fields or are you just looking into it yourself as to take courses to, you know, uh, pre-register or whatever to, uh, to get a background? So I, I actually got offered one, uh, two positions that are those insurance uh, sales type positions. Um, both of them are with very pretty good companies with pretty good teams. So um, I'm actually like really excited I'm actually in phase three of my interview with the second company, which is the one that I'm most excited about. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, I get it. But um, like I said, I'm excited. I'm all right. I'm ready for this new chapter. And I've realized that the fi- finances and financial field, like that's where I want to work. And I think I can make the most impact because like, dude, I was a dumpster fire by the, you know, by the age of 24, I still didn't have my shit together financially. And then running into these financial people, these intelligent people that like told, like tell you about managing money, different financial products and stuff like that. Like 
that started to get the wheels turning and I started to get way better with my money, started investing, started like educating myself, listening, learning. So like, I just get super excited when I talk about this stuff. So that's, that's where I know that I need to head to that field, that career area. It's good to have drive. Yeah. And um, well, don't want to quote the rock in his rap song, but you know, having like drive and passion and like the desire for what you do. I think that's, going to help make your family life better you know if you have a passion for your work or you have a passion that you have yourself no matter what area of life you need to have a passion if you're passionate about the type of work you do you're going to be happier when you're at home if you're passionate about a hobby you have you're going to be happy when they're in in that path like that hobby with you it's like if it's puzzles if you're passionate about puzzles it's going to be better when you do a puzzle with somebody if you're passionate about insurance and you enjoy your life and enjoy your work you come home, you're going to be happy. You're passionate about a sport. When you get to play that sport and people watch that sport, you get an additional gratification and additional like sense of rewarding because you're sharing your experience with somebody else. So having that passion in any faucet of life is going to make things a lot better for you in, in all faucets. Right. So I think that's, that's a, a great thing going forward for you, Jeff. And of course, obviously, we hope you get it. Thank you. And no, you my insurance agent here actually kind of stopped you real quick. He actually is licensed in Florida too. So, um, you know, if and when it doesn't work out for you, if you're looking to move on and have a developed book, let me know. I can give you his contact info. Yeah, I would love that. I would always, and even just as a connection, as like somebody I know. Because he's based here, but he is licensed down there. So it's kind of right remotely working in the state from here. So. Yeah. I mean, I would love to make that connection. I think going forward, going forward, I, my biggest emphasis is going to be obviously career development, learning, licensing and networking and meeting people. Um, if you don't know, if you don't network, you don't get opportunities. Yep. You know, simply put, you need to go out there, network, meet people, be open to new ideas. And like, that's what I'm really going to focus on this year. Oh, for sure. If you don't have someone, that can get you in contact with somebody. If you don't have anyone that's in like a better business bureau and has a connection somewhere, you're, it's going to be more difficult on yourself on the professional side, for yeah. sure. Um, and Thank you, know, Jason. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, you mentioned finance uh, on there, talking about people with finances. And so I feel like that, that's a great time to start talking about, you know, some financial tips that we would have to, to younger people. And I say younger people when I'm only 25. So this is people my age, people, you know, 30 and younger, it's anyone in our bracket. Uh, but for me, the first thing I would say is don't be stingy because this goes with everything. This goes with family time. This goes with your financial time. You want to be smart with your money, but if you're stingy, you don't enjoy it. The reason to have money is to enjoy it. Like there's, there's a time to be you know, to save your money and so to work hard to get somewhere, something that Jason and I talked about before of, you know, you learn everything if you're a phone salesman, so you can get a job in a phone store, if you're working a kiosk and work your way up, but don't be stingy to the point where when as you progress, and as you make those those better markers in the financial world, you don't enjoy what you have, you know, what's a, a great quote that I was listening to a, another podcast the other day was, What's the point of financial independence if you don't enjoy the 10 years leading up to it? Right. You know, if you can, if you can enjoy your life with the money you have and retire in 12 years, why would you kill yourself to not have any fun and retire in 10? Is those 10 years of misery really worth 
the two extra years off? Or do you think you can enjoy your life a little more and go on one vacation a year or enjoy a dinner one, once a month with your spouse? Yeah. And, and you know, I, uh, <laughs> Dad, I think you'd be a great one on this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I take a lot of vacations. They're small, you know. Um, but yeah, I look for the three, four, five day getaways at least every five weeks. Um, you know, it might be coming, you know, three hours south to see you for three or four days, but I'm getting away. You know, I'm making time for other things. Uh, you know, I might be out in 20 degree weather, freezing my tail off at the beach in the snow, um, watching you play rugby. But, uh, you know, it was still fun. You know, it was um, like I said, the weather was miserable, but it was still a great time. You know, it's something that I'll always remember, you know, uh, but I do work myself to death, uh, whether it's here in my business or at home um, or coming down to your house and helping you with chores, whatever it is. But uh, I, there's, I always make time, whether it's, you know, I own season tickets to the local hockey team. So two, three days a week, we're going to hockey games and we go out to dinner at least once a week, if not more, sometimes it might just be carry out and bring it home, but uh, it's not coming home from work, slaving in the kitchen, cooking, doing dishes, then eight, nine o'clock and finally sitting down going, oh, I'm going to relax. Sometimes just grab something on the way home, sit down, enjoy it. And then you know, we can watch some TV or whatever, play cards, you know, Uno, something like that. But yeah, it's always uh, making time for, you know, my wife and myself or with the grandkids or with my kids. I think that, um, see, I'm not there anywhere near there. I would hope to be there at that point where like financial freedom is a, something that's, you know, very close. It, it's still a ways to go, but I, when I, when I, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs and when I hear these guys talk, I think one of the most things that I hear is the level of regret on the things that they missed out on their, on their way up. Um, and how they actually have all these millionaire, multimillionaire, decamillionaire, billionaire friends, and they are the most miserable MFers, right? Like some Majority of the guys, some of the guys with the most money are the most miserable MFers and the most paranoid. Um, and I think that level of paranoia and misery just compounds over time because all you do is work, 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 amass a bunch of money never figure out how to enjoy it, how to have fun, never make any memories, don't balance your family, your social life, your health, of course, you're going to be miserable. You're unhealthy, you're lonely. What do you have to live for with all that money? I mean, unless you're Dan Bilzerian, but even Dan Bilzerian freaking, you guys know who Dan Bilzerian is. Freaking Dan Bilzerian at least spends his money having some fun, you know? <laughs> I like that. It's super, yeah, TJ, you're right. It's super important to really make that time to have those experiences and and just have fun. Have fun while you're climbing up. I'd gladly give up two years if I knew that, you know, I'm still going to make it, but I have some fun in the meantime. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love the, uh, just on that, like Dan was there and the, the Jeff Bezos, you know, yeah, how he was this, 150 pound six foot guy um so long ago and you know now he's divorced and he's hanging out in miami on yachts and he's got like seven girls around him and he's the only guy on the boat they're all hanging on him and so i, I they all just, want that next payday oh yeah <laughs> yeah marry me and divorce me for 250 million oh no it's 250 billion yeah with a b <laughs> so 
and you know, speaking of Jeff Bezos and talking about those millions and billions, we can't talk about financial side and tips without talking about starting to invest early, which we have a whole episode on. We don't need to go really deep into that. Go back, see some one of our previous episodes on on finances and how to invest early, but starting early, starting to the $5, the $10, the $20 every paycheck into like a stash account, into a brokerage account, into anything, you know, don't be stingy with your money. You know, you want to save a little bit for yourself to enjoy life, but doing something so that you set yourself up in the future to enjoy a little bit of expanded family life and a little bit more freedom, like, like what you have. Oh, I still have no money, but I, I have, I live a good life. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, which we touched on before, you know, I, I didn't have the knowledge you guys have now um, because a lot of it was just not there. I mean, a lot of this is coming around in the last 10 years for a lot of people that, Hey, you should do this. Now I'm not going to say other people in my family haven't. I mean, I have aunts and uncles who are worth, a good bit of money, you know, but they did it right. They started in your age, maybe a little bit older and uh, put money away and lots of money away. Um, and they're living comfortably, but I waited too long, uh, made some mistakes. Uh, first one to admit it, but um, regret some don't regret a lot. Uh, I enjoyed everything about my life and what I've done. But uh, again, starting early and learn as much as you can is definitely something everybody needs to do. Yeah. And, you know, to, to a small sub point on that, this can go in, in every faucet for family fitness or finance. But if you want to start investing early and set yourself up later, which, you know, we have business plans and everything that cover growth and having that passive income for retirement. But if you want to be set up financially, you want to have a good family life. I feel like setting a daily and a weekly target or goal list or a task list for yourself is really going to help push you, you know, do DoorDash for one hour, twice a week. And everything you make on DoorDash, you put aside into an investment account, spend an hour at least once a week with your, with your girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or husband uninterrupted, spend 30 minutes outside with your kid playing, you know, playing in the dirt or throwing a ball, whatever, make literally write it down. So that one, you don't have regrets later that you didn't do it, but make it a, a, an important goal or task or thing that you must do every day or every week in every faucet of life, you know, fitness, financial, family time, meditation, you know, fasting, drinking five cups of water, whatever it is, create that daily or weekly list. And like I said, it can go with that investing so that you make sure you're checking all your boxes because that's going to help set you up. You know, if you get to Friday and you're like, oh, I haven't done my two hours of DoorDash this week, maybe I'm not going to relax. Maybe I'm going to do two hours. Maybe I'm going to make sure I spend 30 minutes with my, my daughter or my dog outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. I make lists because I, if I don't, I'll forget to do something. Total different reason. <laughs> it's called old age. Well, it's not old age. I get it from you and I'm 25 and I forget everything every day. <laughs> Dude, where the hell do I get mine from then? There's too much going on, man. Life is life is fast paced nowadays. It's not uh, so laid back and easy going like it was you now when I was younger. It was even when I was your age, my life was not as fast paced then as it is now. So what, what do you think changed all that? Um, 
I think a lot of it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, not to put everything in one basket, but I think the, the age of electronics and, um, and social media has put so much information and task in front of you at any given second that the life has just physically become hectic. It's overloading. Um, because of that, I you agree. Know? So, you know, whether it's personal time, whether you know you're playing on Facebook, watching TikTok, or you're on your computer doing financial investments, or you're online reading a book, or you're listening to us, or watching our videos, something is always going on to make you not want to go outside with your dog or go play with your kid. You know, there's always a distraction. So that slows us down. Which, of course, if you don't get to everything on your list. It gets put off to the next day and the next day, or there's just straight up procrastination. And now you come Friday and it's not just, oh, I didn't do my two hours of DoorDash, you know, I, oh, crap, I forgot to file this. And, you know, I forgot to go to the post office. I forgot to go to the grocery store. Damn, I didn't get dog food. You know, it's just the, it all adds up. Yeah. It's distractions, I mean, which we never had before. Before is you're either sitting on the couch in your house watching TV or you went outside and did something when you weren't working so yeah i think you need to make a conscious effort to be committed you know there's there's days that i I have a list myself and there's days that i completely forget that it's there i put it in my pocket i get busy at work you know i'm on the night shift so my my sleep schedule is all messed up but with the days that i get to it i find i get so much more done when i when i remember it's there it's not going to be 100 percent every week every day like you said Mm -hmm. life happens you know maybe you get stuck at work maybe there's an emergency your car breaks down whatever it is, but at least making an attempt or a conscious effort to try it is going to help set, create everything better. Yeah. You know, I like, personally, I like doing two of each. I like to create two fitness goals every day. I I do a daily two fitness goals uh, or two family goals, uh, two personal goals, and then two financial goals. You know, the two that we've had right now for you and me is working on our, our, our rental. We have it rented. We've got it fixed. You know, all we're working on is that financial documents uh, and the taxes. So those are my things yeah. every day. I make sure that there's nothing to do there. If I check those boxes, it's it's not even a five minute phone call with you. Yeah. I made sure all the tax stuff is good and we're updated. And I make sure all the documents are in for our financing. Cool. I can say that my business stuff is done. Yeah. Uh, for my fitness, did I stretch and did I fast today? As I combine those, yes, I did that. Did I move? Whether it's in the gym or did I go for a walk outside? Cool. Those are done. Uh, family. Did I spend 30 times with 30 minutes with my wife or did I spend 30 minutes with my son? I got to check that box every day. So like that, that's how I make sure that when I remember to check this list that I do everything. And I a lot don't of it's, have it's your, it's your repetition too. So the more repetitive you come or be, the more competitive you become doing these chores or whatever else is going to be on your list. Um, the more it doesn't feel like it's a burden. You know, if you if you rush, 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 rush all day long and you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, well, I forgot to do this and do this and do this, it becomes a burden. And then you're just like, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to scratch this off my list, whether it's take a walk or if it's play with the dog outside or whatever. Or, you know, I'll read my kid a book. You know, it's got eight pages. I'm not doing more than 30 words, but I'm not going to sit here and play Legos with you for 30 minutes, you know, because it's just like I'm done. You know, I've done too much today. My mind's tired. Um, but if you set your list and your goals and you i think if you go through them it becomes more of a happy time you know because you do enjoy it i think that's what the importance of habit and routine is if you dude if you 
are disciplined and committed enough. I mean, I know that not all of us will are willing to wake up so early, but hey, there's things that need to get done in the day that are non-negotiables. So if you need to make time for yourself to get better, you need to sacrifice some of your own personal time. That means get your ass up early or stay a little bit later. Um, for me, like I, I sacrifice some time. I get up early. I get up a couple hours early. I get my workout in. I get my reading in. I get, I pray, I get my mind right. And I'm good to go for the rest of the day. I can knock everything else out and know that I did what I needed to do for myself. Um, you guys have wives and kids, so you obviously need to space out more time. My life is much simpler. Um, and I've been able to establish this very simple routine, but shit, when I have kids, I'm going to have to even set an earlier clock. So that way I can fit all my stuff in and still block out that family time, that business time, that whatever time. But I think just routine discipline and just habits is, is what's going to make facilitate all that. And I think going back to something we said earlier is like practice gratitude. Like you said, you don't want to view it as a chore. If you view spending time with your child or your dog as a chore, you probably need to rethink some things. You need to do some. You need to look inward. Now, like going for a run every day, that can become a chore. But if you're having time spent doing a leisure activity with family, there's a completely different thing going on. And you probably need to talk to somebody. Well, that's what I was saying. It's kind of like the, the hectic, the hecticness, you know, of life just getting to you and becoming overwhelming or overbearing or, you know, whatever it is it will affect every aspect of your life and everything will be like, I just can't deal with this because I have to deal with this. It's not that important. You know, I mean, right. it will get done. It may not get finished today. But if you set a time, a little bit of time tomorrow to kind of wrap it up. So be it, you know, there's no reason to stay later at your job just because, well, you know, I don't want to go home and deal with this. I don't want to go do that. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to stay here. Um, that's, where the problems begin and then you need to hit that early if you start seeing that in yourself you know that's that's a short road to a long road of unhappiness yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know making that time for yourself to going for a run yeah it's it's fitness it's better for yourself but it's also mind clearing you can get a lot of a lot done um when you're by yourself i mean you run i got my motorcycle i'll go disappear for 30 minutes or you know, 13 hours. But uh, when I come back, man, it's, it's refreshing. Some guys go play golf, you know, for them drinking, but they're by themselves or with their buddies having beers when they're done, man, that's a reset. So I think, you know, that, that goes to with the passion, you know, you motorcycles are a passion to, you, you know, we, or we would go shooting. You have a, we have a few passions. We don't have just one, but uh, a perfect example, not like you said, you get away for a motorcycle ride. I'm on night shift. So I slept like maybe five hours on Saturday in a, not a great sleep because I have a toddler who wants to see dad. Uh, and obviously my wife can only do so much for five hours while this child's awake. So I didn't sleep great. And so I was not in a great mood. I went to a rugby match, took probably way too much caffeine to get into a pump state. But after that game, I was clear headed. I was happy. I just got, I got kicked in the face. My face still hurts a week later. I'm pretty, I had a, a bloody nose, but that was a passion of mine. And like you said, you know, that, that two hours, you know, you have, you have your motorcycle, that two hours for me was mind clearing. And the rest of the day was amazing. I can just fix you jumping up. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> pretty much. 
And, uh, you know, another thing you touched on that I think is really important. You said like, you know, educate yourself on, on, you know, you're talking about finance, but this goes into that, that mental fitness, you know, fitness isn't just your, your, the way your body looks and going for a run. It's, it's mental, it's emotional, it's physical, yep. it's spiritual. Like, you know, Jeff, you're very big into your spiritual fitness and reading or listening, doing something to educate yourself, I think is big in every faucet, family, fitness, finance, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's meditations by Marcus Aurelius, whether it's, you know, a, a physical therapy book or a, even a fiction book, doing something that helps your, you know, helps your mental state that educates you in some way, whatever it may be, even fiction books educate you and you get lessons from, you know, look at our Theo's, Theo's book that me and Jeff read. We learned a lot from the first, you know, half of the first book right. that hasn't been released yet. And it was a fictional book, right. but we're reading and listening to podcasts and audiobooks and reading books to educate ourselves in every faucet of life to try to be better. So, you know, a big tip in all three faucets would also be to, to read or listen, to educate yourself in yeah. some way, shape or form. You know, like what did we, you know, Jeff, dad, what are you, some of your favorite things that you listen to? If you have one that, that educates you in some way. I love to listen to my podcasts. I have like a top three podcasts that I listen to. Um, I don't know if it's appropriate to list them and on our podcast, but um, it's Dropping Bombs is one. Uh, that's Brad, the real Brad Lee, Valuetainment. Um, and then I listen to some, some of my podcasts that kind of fit my political ideologies, right? I just news, but from my sources. Um, and I listen to Joe Rogan just because that dude has so many people with so much knowledge and different viewpoints. I freaking love Joe Rogan. Love the guy. Um, fuck. I wish I could live his life. Honestly, it must be a great life. Anyway, um, dude, I podcast like a mother, man. Like I, like during drives anywhere, it's either an audiobook or a podcast, the gym audiobook or a podcast. Um, I'm sitting and I'm cooking or I'm, I'm chilling in the kitchen and I'm cooking or I'm sitting on the couch and I don't want to watch TV podcasts. I'm always trying to learn something from someone. I don't care if it's a technical skill or if it's how to sell something, or if it's just you telling me about your life, how you effed up and how you rebounded. Those things are, I find those things inspirational, educational. Those things keep me pumped. Those keep, things keep me like clear. Dude, just from listening to audiobooks and podcasts alone, my vocabulary started changing. I started to speak differently. I started to think differently just because you're absorbing all that knowledge. And, and you kind of just take what you want from these things and, and you apply it and keep moving. Um, yeah, man, podcasting, like number one for me, I at least put in one to three hours throughout my day, just intentionally listening to these podcasts, learning. I love it. I feel like you just missed an opportunity to plug ourselves as your number one podcast, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> now, you know, I know you're a little bit different from us in that, that capacity that do you listen to any like podcast or any audio book or even like a YouTube channel? I know you have TikToks. Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of like an escape for me just to find something stupid to watch, but, uh, hold on one second. I got to turn this damn phone off. And, you know, I, I, uh, for me personally, a big one is a podcast. I have the, 
bigger pockets is what got me started in all of this two years ago. So Joe Rogan, I like listening to, I, I, I kind of skip most of the random ones, like the comedians and stuff on them. But when he has a doctor on there or when he has uh, some high end, you know, like the knees over toes guy, uh, it's someone that has a, something to do with medical or with physical, I always listen to those episodes. I kind of, like I said, I skip the UFC ones and they're just the straight political ones. Personally, that's not me, but uh, the Joe Rogan would be a big one. Uh, and then a the bunch of the bigger pockets ones I listen to all the time. Yeah, bigger pockets is another one. I love listening to these stories of these, like, just like, hey, this is how I encountered this property. This is how I structured this deal. This is how I went from one property, one unit to like 10,000, like not 10,000, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I love listening to that process and learning from that. Now, you know, dad, I know we got a, you're, you're at work. If anyone you, you film at your work because you're a busy man, but do you, do you have anything that you listen to? Um, not really. I mean, I'm not, I mean, other than ours, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I mean, I, ha I do listen to snippets of some, um, some of it's that people have sent me some of it's stuff that I found online. I didn't watch the whole thing, but you know, I call it a clip uh, or an ad, I guess you could say, cause it's like one or three minutes every 30 or 40 minute uh, podcast. But uh, you know, most of, most of my education is really it's about business. Um, whether it's the one I'm in now or, what you and I do, you know, it's research when you say, Hey, what about this? Or what about this? I send you stuff that I find, Hey, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Um, but most of my time it's, I'm either doing research online and reading about, you know, a product or a service or something new to expand what I do, uh, for one to make myself and the company more money, but to also make myself better at my job. Um, to be better than the guy down the street so that when somebody calls, I have the answers or at least attempt to have the answers for everything they might need. Um, I do a lot of webinars, um, whether it's through manufacturers that I deal with or distribution or even other guys in my industry. Um, there's a lot to learn there. You know, um, one of the guys in my, in my industry um, has a TikTok and YouTube channel and a bunch of that, but uh, I, I find him I don't know, a little annoying. Really, <laughs> can't get into you know what he has to say. A lot of people in the industry don't really like him as a person, um, but you know he he makes a living in what he does. So you know I can't fault him for that. It's just not my wheelhouse. But uh, most of the political, medical stuff like that, it's just. You know, I'll see something on a, a news headline or whatever. I won't read it. I'll search it somewhere else to find out all those aspects and go, not with this person. I don't want their point of view of what they're writing or what they're speaking of. I want to see what the reactions are. What's the in-depth? Let's read between the lines. Let's see where this, and then go back and watch it and say, okay, well, I can see where people said something about this, or I can understand why people are leaning more to this side or that side, because that's their point of view, but uh, it's... Most of the time when I'm at work, uh, as you can tell, I mean, hell, we've been closed for over an hour and the phones are still ringing, but, uh, and I'm in the truck driving or in my car, my phone's always ringing. You know, somebody's texting me. I am pulling over, replying to freaking emails. Um, so if I was, it would take me a whole day to listen to a 20 minute podcast. <laughs> and, but, and if I had to stop and let's do it 30, 40 minutes later, I'd probably forget what the hell I listened to the first four minutes of it. Yeah. And that, and, you know, so you're, you're working on your mental state in a different way. You just have a different yeah. approach to it. 
Um, I'm a workaholic and, and that's kind of a fault, but uh, it's, I mean, it's my makeup. That's, that's who I am. Um, I love what I do. So I put forth all the energy I can to be better at who I am and what I do. And I think I think that's a big thing. Cause that's something I had with fitness in general. I think more so for men than anybody else is uh, work with your hands as a big part of your your fitness, whether it be physical or mental, because there's such a big pride piece on building something or creating something. And when you see that finished product, know that your two hands created it. Whether yeah. it's gardening, you know, you you made some badass you know giant ripe tomatoes and jalapenos are going to make some salsa with whenever whenever we had tomatoes i loved those tomatoes over the store once you know and you know, i feel whether it's that whether it's woodworking you make a table for somebody and you're just happy with your craft whether it's you know contracting or it was just enjoying your job being a locksmith and working uh working outside of the box and a lot of things it's good one if you get into any type of physical labor it's going to be physical up and down ladders, carrying heavy tools, working above your head, working at odd angles, grip strength, everywhere, right? And your mental is that that accomplishment, that pride, which I feel like men get more than women when they work with their hands. Uh, obviously, everyone gets a sense of pride when they work with their hands, but I feel like as a man, you know, being able to look at your calloused hands is a big thing to, to have some internal, you know, like pride and have that accomplishment feeling. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's rare breeds. Um, you know, a lot of people now are uh, aren't. I'm trying to have how they call it the you know the mechanical inclination. You know, um, not many people. Oh damn! I wish I could think of the word. But anyways, I am very mechanical. I I love doing things with my hands. I, I take. I mean, I'm not scared to start a project if I've never done it before. I'm just going to pick it up and do it. Um, most of the time, I don't even read the damn directions. But uh, I'm just going to wing it. And guess what? In the end, it worked out. <laughs> that is definitely a guy thing. There's way too many TikToks, reels, posts, women talking about their husbands. They're like, you didn't even read the directions. You know what? I'm smarter than the guy who built this. All right. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, most of the times, the English is so bad. The directions doesn't make any sense anyway. So, so I, I think. Wow, well, there's like 15 bolts left over. <laughs> <laughs> those are just spares you know yeah. in case i lose one of the other ones i got extras if you build if you build a dresser and it looks good at the end and you look at those instructions like yeah fuck you i didn't need you yeah i feel like the, even but though the, the drawer is open because i used the longer screws on the side panels and now the drawers are screwed shut <laughs> but no i'll tell you what case in point the other night um i found this recipe and i didn't even read the recipe i saw the picture and was like i have to make this damn meal and it was called pork ragu it was by some chef i don't even know who the hell it was i don't even know where the hell i found it but luckily i printed it so i go home the other night i'm cooking it and it's six o'clock you know i got a boston pork butt and I need three pounds of this nine pound butt so i shaved off three pounds of it cut it into chunks you know i'm reading it line by line cook the pork brown in the oil add the spices and i'm going through da 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 da, da get to like line four and it's like let it simmer for two hours well, damn, we're not having this for dinner tonight. So I let it cook for two hours. I come back when my timer goes off, you know, I'm stirring it, scraping the brown bits off the bottom. Um, go to the next one, you know, putting in the red wine, adding this, da-da-da-da, get to line six, let this simmer for an hour. Jesus Christ, let that simmer. 
going to the next. I finished this meal at midnight. It took me six hours to cook this damn thing. My wife ate it. She waited till midnight because the house smelled so good. She refused to eat anything. I ended up making pizza for the grandkids and everybody else in the house. But uh, she said it was probably one of the best pasta dishes she's ever eaten. And we've actually eaten it here at work for the last three days for lunch. It is phenomenal. It is on the top of my list of meals uh, for when guests come over. But, of course, you're going to get it with steak because you don't eat pork. But, uh, you know, it, you'll, you'll get to try how good it is. <laughs> but I'll have to start the, the, the morning you're leaving to come up here so it'll be ready. <laughs> that is a very good sub point. As much pride as there is in finished product, there is a million curse words along the way. Oh, yeah. And, and so much hatred thrown dishes. I mean, it's like the old adage of uh, all I got from my dad when I was helping him fix the engine was hold the damn light straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do yeah. you not see where my hands are? <laughs> <laughs> so those are uh, like as much pride as you get. They're terrible. And so my last point I have, unless you guys have something else, and this is a big one, uh, is master, master your body scape. Master your physical, master your mental, and master your emotional. I feel like as a good closer, obviously, Jeff and I are extremely huge into making our body the strongest and the best looking and everything we can. And, you know, mentally, we're reading books, we're listening to audiobooks, we're listening to podcasts, you know, you're researching things that you see on the news, the emotional understand, like I, I've been trying to get into meditations more to understand why certain people think a certain way, how to not let my emotions dictate how I respond to things so I can respond better rather than emotionally and making the wrong decisions. So as a, as, especially as a man, master your, your, your four realms, your physical, your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual in order to create just a better life. You know, if you're happy with the way you look, you're happy with the way you talk to yourself in your head. You can control yourself when times get tough and people are in your face or things aren't going right. And you're grounded and connected in your spiritual state. Your, your body and your spiritual state are one and the same. You're, you're going to have no issues. And that can be, I feel like, the biggest piece of advice I can give to anybody. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff, I want to pass off to you on that, you know, that spiritual side. You know, we talked about physical, mental, and emotional. You know, what, what that spiritual side, how does that help you in everything else? Um, well, it, it helps an insane amount because part of the spiritual side is, is giving is it's giving gratitude. So whether you're giving gratitude to your creator or just being grateful for the things that you have, that definitely changes a lot of, it's a game changer. It changes your perspective. It changes your attitude, your mood, just 10 minutes of gratitude, 10 minutes of me saying, you know, to my creator, God, like, Hey, thank you for everything I have. I woke up this morning like, let's have a good day. Already thinking for a good day. Don't even know what the day is going to bring. That changes everything for me. Um, I suffer from depression and anxiety. Um, things have been really crazy. And it, you know, it, it hasn't helped the what I suffer from. So one of the best ways to kind of combat that is, is my spiritual side. It's the prayer. It's the gratitude. It's you know, knowing that this too shall pass, that there's a plan, that things are happening for a reason um, and just having faith in that. So I, I focus on that spiritual a lot because that's what keeps me going. Um, and secondary to that would be my fitness, physical. And, you know, along with the physical and spiritual, then comes the mental. I think that helps for all those things help fortify then your mental. 
but yeah, man, spiritual is big. Uh, it's been big for me. I know that there's a lot of people that aren't spiritual, but I think I firmly believe that even an atheist is kind of spiritual in a sense, you know, there's a certain set of beliefs or some kind of faith that, you know, a lot of people have, and it doesn't have to be in a creator, but, um, I believe that people still have that aspect to them. So, you know, I just, I just tap into that, man. That's it. Plain and simple. I tap in, I give thanks, you know, ask for forgiveness, um, just ask for strength, wisdom, courage, and just continue going, just continue going. Sure. And I feel like there's, there's not much more things that could be said. The things I wish were said to me, you know, two years ago, three years ago, six months ago. Um, and I feel like these are things that, you know, whether you're 16 or 25 and just trying to figure out where to go, it could be things that you take, take to heart. It's a lot, but things that are going to help improve you in the long run and in every faucet, no matter which way you're trying to go with life. Right. So, you know, dad, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I think you guys, you know, touched on a lot. I mean, the only thing is you talked about the emotional and stuff like that. Um, I think a, a problem with a lot of people nowadays is not been able to take criticism and sometimes it's bad, but not really all criticism is bad. Sometimes it's someone just not knowing how to get the point across on how to help you progress and become a better person or better at what it, the, the task at hand. Um, and don't be scared to, to do something you've never done. You know, put your neck out there. Try something you never tried. Um, whether it's physical or emotional or family or love, whatever it is. Um, just know that it's not the end. You know, if you fail and you still want to do it, try again. And if you fail, you're like, ah, you fail because you didn't put everything into it. And you're, okay, whatever. I just really didn't feel it. Um, keep trying um stick with it eventually you're going to become the person you want to be um you really don't know at 16 or at 25 you got a good feeling but you're probably far off or at least not directly where you need to be you know again physically financially emotionally shit man i'm just starting to find out at 27 i got a long way to go <laughs> I, think we all do. I think it's the it's the pursuit uh to be good in all those different aspects that make it worthwhile i don't we'll never reach perfection and all of that. But as long as we continue to pursue that, I think that that's, what's going to continue. You know, that that's how we are good people is we pursue these things. We'll never be perfect. I don't think, but I would say I, I am far from perfect. Um, a lot of people think I, I feel I am, but uh, you know, I make mistakes all the time and I am a giant a-hole. I'll be the first one to tell you, but got a heart of gold. I'll, I'll do anything and everything I can to, help you with whatever or to pat you on the back and say, Hey, you know, thank you. I appreciate everything you did. Um, or to tell you you're a dumbass and F off. Uh, you know, it's full spectrum. Like I said, you don't take everything to heart. Life's not going to end because somebody said you sucked at something or you're a horrible person. That's just their perspective. Okay. You know, whether you need to pray about it and make yourself feel better, or I guess go for a run, lift some weights, read a book. Um, life happens. It comes at you. Just take it and keep moving on. Yeah, some, some great things to close on. So with that, we want to thank everybody for sticking around. Uh, we will see you guys next week on the 3F podcast. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time.